And they all said the same thing, which was, Yogi, let's just call the game. And the game will tell the story. You just gotta be connected to it. And you gotta listen like your life depends on it. We're so used to living in stories that sometimes we don't even recognize them. It's like how fish don't know they're wet. It takes a really keen mind to not just know a good story when it sees one, but put it together in a way that others can understand and a way that they can find themselves in. Documentary filmmakers are especially great at this. Where other people might just use rolls and rolls of B-roll, they see a narrative that just needs a little bit of structure. I'm Harris III, and I am so excited about this week's episode because I get to sit down with a friend of mine who is excellent at this very subject, and he has so much wisdom to share with us. His name is Yogi Roth. Yogi seeks to uncover the humanity in sports around the globe, and how's this for variety? He's a Pac-12 Network's college football analyst, filmmaker, scholar, New York Times best-selling author, coach, speaker, and world traveler. He's the kind of guy who can watch a football game and see not just a series of plays, but a real plot. And his take on the intersection of artistry and athletics is so insightful. I began our conversation by asking him when he realized that he was a storyteller. And his answer is really illuminating. I remember coming home in like the fourth grade and she goes, Yogi, you're a writer. And I was like, no, I'm a basketball player. And I was like the editor <laughs> for the Trail Times at the time. And she goes, you're a writer. And uh, the first time I dealt with real failure, you know, real failure, was when I was 10. And then I was told um, by a basketball coach, I'll never, I know his name, I won't light him up, but uh, I remember like yesterday, he goes, Yogi, what do you want to do in your life? And I said, I'm going to go play in the NBA. And he goes, he laughs, and he looks to the fellow coach. He goes, hey, everybody, Yogi's going to get his MBA. I said, no, 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 bro, I'm going to go play in the NBA. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, 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 Yogi's going to get his MBA. I don't know what an MBA was. It was probably a pseudo compliment. This guy, he was a doctor, really smart. Um, but I was crushed. Like I, like, I grew up with three other dudes, and one was playing for the Lakers, Sixers, that was me, the Celtics, and the Bulls. And we all, when we played, it was like, I'm Jordan, I'm Magic, I'm uh, Bird, and I'm Barkley. Like, we were just doing it. Like, yeah. nobody shut down a dream. And when it got shut down, I was crushed. And that's yeah. the first day I put pen to paper. And I began to write. And I began to journal. So I've always felt like story was huge. I've always mm -hmm. thought in that way. It's, it's always flowed from me pretty naturally. Um, but I don't know if I ever tied it together until I probably did my first film. Um, and that was my first year as a broadcaster, first year out of coaching where I was like, oh, yeah. I know how to do this. And it was kind of embedded in me. Like I've been around stories. I've lived a story. I've been in athletics. A whole year is just a great story. And then you either, you know, die because you lost or you're undefeated and you keep going. You're, you know, you're immortal. And it's, it's really a beautiful thing that once your eyes are exposed to it, you can't stop because the yeah. stories, then the layers are deeper and deeper and deeper. The thing about Yogi's job is he has to work with what he's got. He can't cheat. He can't make stuff up. He, as much as anyone else, has to play it where it lies. I think it's easy for those of us who are storytellers to ignore just how hard it is to be a sportscaster. They can't just tell us what's going on. They have to make sure they're doing it in a way that keeps 
the narrative moving forward, even if the game itself is not. I think that's where I crush it, to be honest, <laughs> because I love the kids. Yeah. You know, there's one person my mom doesn't like on planet Earth, and it's Lee Corso. I got no problem saying his name. <laughs> and it's because he lit me up in a college football broadcast. And I never forgot it because, you know, Lee's, he's like the godfather of college football. Like everybody loves him. He's like everybody's grandpa. Mm -hmm. uh, and what he said was probably not even that offensive, but it offended my family in a huge way. And I remember that every time I broadcast that like parents are listening. This is college. You know, when, I, when I've, I've done professional games and it's, it's kind of more fun because you can light dudes up because they're pros and they're getting paid. It's a different <laughs> world. And college is not really that way. So when it's a blowout, I go deep into who these kids are. When it's a great game, you're calling the game. You know, my, my partners have been epic, man. It's, I don't know if you know these guys, but Steve Fiziak, um, who's with the Royals now, he's an icon in the business. Um, right now it's Ted Robinson. He's an icon of the business. And Kevin Calabro, he's an icon of the business. I, mean, these, I was a chump to getting started. So I've, I've been with vets. And they all said the same thing, which was, Yogi, let's just call the game. And the game will tell the story. You just got to be connected to it. And you got to listen like your life depends on it. And when I hear that, then I'm just reek. I'm just so dialed in on the game that when it turns into an ugly one, I'm like, okay, now I get to go into the homework. And that's kind of fun. So what do you do when you go into the homework? I just tell stories. I tell stories about who these kids are, where they came from, what the parents did, how they got there, why they're there, where they're going next, um, which then just guides into other conversations. And then it's like you're just hanging, having a beer with the guy you're up in the booth with. You know, you're not you're like having a long radio show. You're having a podcast per se when it's a really bad game, which happens in the fourth quarter of September games a lot of the times around the country. Uh, but it's fun because these these kids are awesome. You know, they dedicate their lives to a craft. A lot of them get out of a rough situation, go to college and get a scholarship. And at some point they click over and go, I'm going to go to the league, the NFL, to I'm going to create a life for myself based on this education. And, and I love meeting with those kids. I mean, I meet with 10 kids a week just to learn their story pregame, let alone the guys that you talk to. So, yeah, man, I, I, I love everything about it. You know, I'm not one of those guys when, and you could hear it when it's a bad game with some broadcasters where they're just like, oh man, here we go. That's when I compete even harder of like, I'm gonna show you that I'm a dude. And I think that's my job and it's my responsibility to the game to do that. Yogi has also made some incredible documentaries where he has a little more control over the process than a football game. It's not improv. He can pick and choose what he's working with. And according to him, it's a great change of pace. I think it's a great balance for my energy. That's why I love working on the Pac-12 networks. Like I've been at ESPN and Fox and um, those places are great, but there's no way I'd be able to do what I can do what I'm doing now at a place like that. Like you're, you're, you're a one trick pony. You're either the storyteller or you're the broadcaster. You know, you don't get to do both. And if you do, it's just here and there and they're throwing you a bone and you're probably a baller so you can get that element in your contract or something. <laughs> uh, for me, the place I work at now, it's such a joy every day because they let me do both. So I don't, I don't mind the mundane time of a documentary. Um, you know, I'm an athlete, so I'm always going to compete to be like, I'll get, let's just get it done. Let's go. But there is something that I've learned around, let's lean in a little bit more. Let's let this thing breathe. Let's make this scene a little bit longer. And, and that's fun. And I think it's given me good balance to slow me down as a performer, because sometimes I talk really fast, to say one sentence that matters mm -hmm. and let it land. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that's what filmmaking does. Like it teaches you pacing. 
It teaches you tonality. It teaches you music. It teaches you how you guide an audience. And even in a game now, I try to take you on a dance for four quarters. I know the move to make in a third quarter when we come out of halftime. I got to light you up again. It better be Justin Timberlake. You know, you got to have a sweet jam coming out the gate just to re-engage. So yeah, I think it's it's fun. I think if I just had one or the other, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. What do you feel like is the thing that you've picked up from live storytelling as a sports broadcaster that you feel like is applicable to every other part of storytelling, but maybe you see other storytellers, um, maybe they just haven't learned it yet because they haven't had the pressure of live broadcasting experience. Yeah. If you could pass something along to them, what do you feel like that would be? Well, there's these great workshops and you have all these amazing things you do on your <laughs> website. Everybody check it out. If you, you probably already are, if you're listening to this. Um, but what I love about it is um, you have these different exercises, right? And you're giving tutorials. One of my favorite ones is out here specifically in Hollywood or in storytelling is they're like, okay, in 24 hours, you're going to ideate, write, produce, and people are going to act in your play. I've got a friend who does that once a year. And I think it's amazing to like have to feel it like that. And I think it's the same thing in broadcasting. Like you got to say something, yeah, right? And Or if you don't, like there's times where I don't talk after every play and you just kind of let it breathe. But I think what it does to you, man, to answer your question is that it makes you just connect to um, what's real life. I think when you put on a headset sometimes and you do this for a living and you go talk, like you can become this other character. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Like I get like it's showtime. But like really by, you know, your fifth to 10th sentence, like you're just Harris. Like you better be, right? Like mm -hmm. what, what's the difference? And, and I hope that people when they watch us call games, they like we're kicking it with Yogi and Ted. You know, and, and that is me. And that is me juiced up off the top when I say say hi to you off the top of a broadcast, just like I would when I see you on the street. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah, Th yeah. That's my vibe. So I think the, the coolest thing that live teaches you in storytelling is that you don't have to try that hard. You know, I've always felt like when I get to do my own show, whatever that is, there's going to be no takes. You just go. You know, and people tell me, my producer tells me that all the time. Like, dude, you're human. You said, um, like, okay, let's not make it a habit, but like, you're a human being, bro. Yeah. It's, it's live television. So I think that's pretty fun. You know, that's why I'm always enamored with the cinematographers that do, uh, you know, a couple of movies that won an Oscar, like Birdman. It was just one take. Now they rehearsed that a lot, but when they hit record, they didn't do it again. And I was like, man, the guts to go do that. <laughs> Most people, I think, would probably agree that sports can be story. And if they don't, maybe you should go back and listen to the first part of this episode again. But I do think that a lot of people still don't know why it's a story. What is it about what's happening on the field, the court, the mat, the green, wherever, that makes for such a powerful narrative for people like Yogi to tease out? His answer to that question goes a lot deeper than just the rules of the game. It gets into what pulls us all together as people. I think the story of sport is is constantly shifting and changing. And I think in football, it, it needs to be about the humans. And, and it, that's how it began. I remind my people I work with all the time, we don't exist without a ball. And the ball doesn't exist if people don't play it. So if you think it's about you with a sweet <laughs> suit and tie on, you're crazy. Same thing with fans. Yeah. If you think it's about you and 
taking a shot at somebody, you're crazy. It's not about the game. And, and I'll be a purist in that until the day I die. So story is king. Yeah, I mean, you go back all the way in time to, you can go to Greece, you can go to the Colosseum. Story's king, man. And it's not stopping. Now it's challenging us to be even more nuanced. So in the world of so many channels and so many storytellers, cool, keep honing, keep going. I think it's like a brilliant challenge to filmmakers and storytellers to get your stuff heard. Yeah, it's hard, keep working. You know, and who knows when it's going to hit because it's not about how, how, how is somebody going to watch me and how is it going to go? What story do I need to tell? What am I compelled to tell? Who is it about? Why do I need to tell it? Am I a part of it? How does it move me? If it moves me, it'll move the people who watch it. Stop. Yeah. Versus this will get clicks. You know, there's a party going on on Twitter. Let me crash the party. I get all that, but not really when it comes to filmmaking. You know, I think that's... Um, if you're jumping into to make a story like that because of what's popular, the popularity of that story is going to be gone before you know it, and you're going to be stuck with a story you don't want to tell. Yeah. You think any of this stuff that we're talking about right now has anything to do with why it's so many people tuned in to watch Tiger? Yeah, I mean, what an epic, what an epic story. And you could start with him at like a f four years old with his dad, and obviously the rise we all saw, the fall, which probably even more tuned into pretty much cast off and then all of a sudden here's a Sunday and tiger in the red and he's rolling I mean yes I think for us to think that in sports it's about the way somebody holds a club catches a ball throws a ball shoots a jumper more than the story we're crazy it's not about that it's not why why is the Super Bowl and the Olympics and the World Cup the three most viewed things in the world not because of the way people kick the ball. It's mm -hmm. because we rally behind a country. It's the way because we rally behind gold medalists. It's the way we rally behind like this event of the Super Bowl. You know, sport, I, I believe this, man. We're all connected by a ball. A ball is round. The globe is round. And the power play is real. And I've seen it when I can't speak the same language. When I roll out a ball, we're connected. We're connected. We, you, you cannot catch. I cannot know how to kick, but we are connected. And that happens across the globe. And I think there is a language of the world. And I do believe that we all speak ball. And I do believe in the power of play. And I do believe that play is real. And I do believe that play can help people learn. Play can help people end disagreements. Play can help potentially guide the conversation around civil unrest. And we've seen these things happen in history. So yeah, man, it will and always has been around the story. Um, and for me, how fun is it when you get to do the X's and O's and the story and I got the dream job. Surely by now you've gotten a small glimpse into what an amazing guy Yogi is and why I just love him so much. I mean, the man has a heart of gold and is filled with both talent and humility. You should go learn more about Yogi and his wide diversity of projects and work. You can do so at yogiroth.com. That's just yogi, Y-O-G-I, Roth, R-O-T-H, dot com. And he's just at Yogi Roth on socials. He's a great guy to follow and be inspired by, especially if you're both a creative professional and a sports fan. Be sure to drop into his world and say hello. 
And as always, if there's anything we can do here at Story to serve you and your work, to make you better as a storyteller, don't hesitate to drop in and send us a note as well. You can always email me personally at harris at astoria.com. That's just harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, at astoria, I-S-T-O-R-I-A.com. Or I'm just at Harris the Third on socials. That's just at Harris III, like the Roman numeral three. Though it sometimes takes me a few days, I do always look at my DMs. So shoot me a note anytime there's anything I can do to serve you better. No one believes in the power that you have as a storyteller more than we do as story. So we're on a mission to keep you fueled up to do your best, most creative work. The future remains to be written and we can paint it together. And that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you again next week, right here on the story podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely. All music for season four of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.